Welcome to podcast number 46 on January 12th of 2022. Today, we will respond to questions about envy, stock market thievery, and predicting the next market crash. Question. How do you deal with stories of investors getting incredibly rich from cryptocurrencies and other questionable investments. As an experienced and wise investor, you listen to the stories people tell of getting rich from cryptos and random stocks. You smile, look at your portfolio of financially strong stocks that have over 18 years have tripled in value and provided you with a six-digit annual income. You congratulate these people and tell them how you wished you could be as lucky as them. But unlike them, your personality is such that you only feel comfortable in investing in stocks with high operating margins, book values close to or above their share price with low price-to-earnings ratios, who have paid ever-increasing dividend payouts for at least 10 years. You tell them that you recognize that this is a bit stupid on your part and that you will never be rich like them, but it is a handicap that you've accepted and learned to live with. If you are a truly wise and experienced investor, you are secure in your investment methods. You know what works and what does not work in investing. How other people invest their money is their business. Question number two. Is it better to sell a stock on a spike and buy back on a dip versus buy and hold the stock? Selling on a spike and buying on a dip is a good strategy if you know when you have reached the top of the spike and the bottom of the dip. Unfortunately, The majority of speculators buy at the top of the spike because they think the stock is going higher and they sell at the bottom of the dip because they think the stock is going lower. Speculators have a hard time making a profit. If you buy financially strong companies paying high dividends that you never intend to sell, the spikes and the dips are irrelevant. And because you live off your dividends, which are paid even in market crashes, if you reinvest those high dividends, you can double your portfolio's value in five years. This is because dividends are paid from profits, and profits are predictable. Management controls profits. Speculators only control prices which cannot be accurately predicted. Such financially strong companies give you three sources of gain. Number one, their shares increase steadily, not quickly. Two, they increase their dividend payouts regularly. And three, you have those regular dividends. This can easily be proven by looking at the historical records of a stock share price and dividend payouts that go back for decades. 90% of 
will repeat their behavior year after year. Question number three. How much capital do you need to invest to make a good dividend income? How much is a good dividend income? It is not difficult realizing an income in excess of 6% of the value of your portfolio if you invest in financially strong stocks paying high dividends. Your portfolio will continue to grow even though you are taking income out of it because such stocks share price steadily increase as do their dividend payouts. Historical data is easily accessible to prove this. Question number four. Is there another way to invest beside day trading and long-term investing? There is another way. You use secure software to identify financially strong stocks paying high dividends. You keep the stocks as long as their score is over 50 and they are paying a dividend yield of 5% or more. You substitute them with better scoring stocks if they fall below this criteria. Even during market crashes, such stocks pay their dividends even when their share prices drop by 50%. This is because profits are controlled by the management of the company and not by speculators. Dividends are paid from the profits. The payout of dividends can easily be proven by looking at historical data. You will also see the share prices of such stocks quickly recovering after a crash. Some will even increase their dividend payments during the crash. If you choose carefully, you can go for a year or more without having to make a change to a portfolio of 20 stocks. You live off your dividend income and watch your portfolio steadily grow. If you want to learn more about this way of investing, go to www saferbetterdividendinvesting.com Question number five. Should I subscribe to a service warning me of which stocks in my portfolio have had a decrease in the share price so I can buy more of that stock? Speculators lose money because they think they can predict a stock's lowest point and highest point. They usually buy and sell at the wrong time. Just because a stock dips does not mean it will not keep going down for much longer than such investors have the patience to wait for the turnaround. The best thing is to ignore the movement of the share price. Invest in financially strong stocks paying high dividends. Live off the dividends. Profits are controlled by the managers of the company. Profits are predictable. Dividends are paid out of profits. You buy such stocks with the intention of never selling them unless two things occur. Their store drops below 50 and their dividends drop below 5%. Share prices thus become almost irrelevant. Interestingly, 
such stocks almost always have rising share prices and increase their dividend payments steadily. This can easily be proved by looking at easily obtainable historical records. Even in market crashes, when the share price drops by 50%, these companies continue to pay their dividends. They are usually the first stocks to recover and reach new share prices and highs. Question number six. How do I stop stock market thievery bleeding my portfolio? You become a self-directed investor and allow no one other than yourself to touch the money, your money. People who put blind faith in anyone in the investment industry are waving a flag that says, come, take my money. Don't buy the argument that you are paying for professional management of your money. You can do a better job and save yourself tens of thousands of dollars by doing it yourself. All the information you need to build a safe portfolio is available without charge. Question number seven. Why are so many investors asking when the next market crash will be? Most investors are speculators who think investing is all about buying a stock at the lowest possible price and selling it at the highest possible price. It does not register with them that before a stock can be sold to an optimist who thinks the price is going up, they must first find a pessimist who thinks the stock is going to go down to sell it to them. They both cannot be right. This speculating by thousands of speculators makes it virtually impossible to accurately predict future share prices. So they grasp at straws by asking other speculators to predict the unpredictable. Of course, the stock market will crash again, but no one can accurately predict when. Some argue that the last big market crash in 2008 was unpredictable, but several people did predict the 2008 crash. Those who knew what was going on were well aware that the mortgage-backed securities were junk. To meet the demand for these securities, consumers without assets or income were getting mortgages so their mortgages could be added to, to give legitimacy to and meet the demand for new mortgage-backed securities. A credit report exists on every adult in North America. Credit ratings were being ignored to make money. The salesmen selling these junk mortgage-backed securities made a fortune. Their pitch was that the mortgage-backed security was secured by real estate, and everyone knows how secure real estate is, until it isn't. Some banks did not participate in the freeding frenzy to sell these poorly structured, high-risk package of loan securities known technically as a collateralized debt 
obligation. One clever investor as early as 2005 suspected the booming U.S. housing market was an asset bubble inflated by high-risk loans. They created a financial instrument called a credit default swap, which would allow them to short mortgage-backed securities. Their pitch was to sell the assumption that the house prices must drop. Many banks and creditors argued the housing market was stable and prices would rise. They referred to the strong, safe AAA ratings the securities had been given by the credit rating agencies. So much money was being made by financial institutions selling these securities that they ignored all normal credit risk fundamentals since those selling these securities pay the credit rating companies for what are supposed to be objective ratings, it is not unbelievable that the sellers of the securities got the rating they needed. Fortunes were made by those who bought the credit default swaps. I see echoes today of what went on with mortgage-backed securities and the way cryptocurrencies are being marketed. This story is worth remembering the next time you rely on the recommendations of an investment by someone who will make a fee or commission for selling it to you. It is one reason I do my own stock research and built my own stock scoring system. Question number eight. How would you go about finding the best financial advisor to handle your retirement portfolio? What if you were told there probably isn't a best financial advisor. A typical financial advisor is an employee of a financial institution. He or she is paid to separate as much of your money from you as they can legally, in some cases illegally. If they were great investors, they would not be out hustling clients like any other salesperson. I lost $300,000 of my life savings by foolishly entrusting my money to an experienced financial advisor. He used to whine and dine me at his private resort, but I still took back my money and became a self-directed investor. My background was building commercial risk scoring systems. The first thing I did was build a stock scoring system. To me, An investment in stocks is just another form of commercial risk. Years later, after my portfolio had grown by 300%, a friend, an 80-year-old widow, asked me for help. She had suffered the same fate with her investment advisor as I had. He had put her money into dead-end investments like bonds and preferred shares, which had lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I taught her how to invest the same way I did, using the stock scoring software to select the financially strongest stocks, paying the best dividends. She has since regained all that she had lost and doubled her monthly income. Most people do not have a clue how to control their own portfolio. No one, 
especially an investment advisor, is going to show them pick stocks that will give them a good income and capital gain. Nor will an investment advisor show them how to monitor their stocks once they have bought them. Most investors do not realize how little work and time it takes to manage their own investments once someone shows them how to do it, as I do in my books. I have found that investment advisors are lazy and know little about picking stocks or monitoring. You would be lucky if any of your investment advisors is spending more than an hour or two each year on your portfolio. For this, they will take thousands of dollars of your money. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.